Hey, cancelers. Today, we want to recommend a podcast to you that's called Our Opinions Are Correct. It's hosted by two really incredible people. They are Charlie Jane Anders and Annalie Newitz. Yeah, Charlie Jane Anders is one of my favorite people, by the way. And Our Opinions Are Correct gets into different topics around science fiction, science, you know, everything in between. And they put together, you know, a really good show every other week. Yeah, and the show covers everything from how to write a good fight scene to the death of the universe. So Charlie Jane Anders actually was really supportive of my very early writing career, and I'm so thankful. But she's also an award-winning author of several science fiction novels. And she just had a recent one come out called Victory is Greater Than Death. It's so good. It's so good. You should you should listen to the podcast and, and get her book. And also, uh, Annalie Newitz is an incredible award-winning science journalist who writes for the New York Times and The Atlantic and always has such smart thoughts to share with the world. Their show is a really enjoyable listen, and I always come away with like a new understanding and a deeper insight into the topics they cover. Definitely worth your time. So you can subscribe to Our Opinions Are Correct on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you listen right now. Caitlin, who are we canceling today? How about Jeopardy and their search for a new host? It's been pretty messy, huh? It's it's good fodder for our show, to be honest. <laughs> it's a dumpster fire. Hey everyone, I'm Caitlin Burns. And I'm Oliver Ash Klein. And you're listening to Cancel Me Daddy. The show where we take a closer look at all of the panic around cancel culture. With thoughtful analysis. And verbal shit posting. Caitlin, it was so nice to see you while I was traveling and have a little IRL cancel me daddy meetup. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It's always so great to see you. But um, especially now, since we've been, you know, doing this thing for, uh, gosh, it's six months now, six and a half months, I think we're running on. Um, it's certainly, I mean, we've met in person before, right? But, right, but it's the first time we've seen each other since we started this podcast, exactly. IRL. Yeah. So. so it adds a little bit of uh, connection and meaning to it, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it was really wonderful. One of the highlights of my trip. And for those of you who didn't see, uh, I think we posted a picture of it um, last week on Twitter. So if you want to check that out. And we were both wearing our trans, our support, we were both wearing our support trans media shirts, which are from Gender Reveal, a friend, a podcast friend. A, a friend of the pod. A friend of the pod. I can say words so well, um, but tech's great. You should listen to their show and they have great trans merch all the time. I think it was amazing that we un- unintentionally wore the same shirt. <laughs> Yeah, well, I saw um, I saw Danny Net before, and they said that they didn't wear it, but they almost wore it, and they were like, "It's the uniform, it's the transmedia uniform," and it like kind of is. <laughs> so um, yeah, we were just we were just in uniform. It would have been hilarious because um, you invited me to meet up with that other person too. Mm-hmm. It would have been hilarious if the three of us all showed up to this thing wearing the same damn t shirt. It's going to happen one of these days. <laughs> We're going to have a meetup and like there's going to be six people wearing the transmedia shirt. <laughs> 
Yeah. And thank you everyone for being understanding about us taking a week away. We both really needed it to decompress and travel a little bit. And we are so excited to be back and we're going to start getting into uh, some exciting stuff pretty soon. So I am really excited about the next few months of the show because we've, we've got some plans. Totally. Um, and then also thank you everyone who has been sharing your love for the show on social media um, and rating us in Apple Podcasts. That really helps to get the word out about the show. And we have um, one Twitter comment from um, Talon Lee that we wanted to share. Caitlin, do you want to take it away? Talon said, Ah, shit, I just got canceled by Cancel Me Daddy's latest episode. Time to endure the consequences and they're gone. Hey, maybe go check out the podcast and see what I'm talking about. It's a good podcast. I don't, I don't know what Talon was canceled for, but you know, as as we can all see, cancel culture is kind of fake. And if, if, if you leave a review on Apple Podcasts or tweet at us, we might read it on the show. All of that really helps get the word out about out Cancel Me Daddy, and we really appreciate it. So uh, we have a bunch of things we want to get into today, and we're going to get to the mess with the Jeopardy host search in a minute, but... Real quick before that, I wanted to talk about, did you see this thing that the British comedian John Cleese is doing over there? Um, the, the one who's making a special that stole the name of our show? More or less, <laughs> yes. Um, so for those of you who don't know, uh, John Cleese, he's famous comedian you know he did monty python and he you know he has a bunch of famous things from the distant past like i honestly thought he was dead <laughs> um and actually i've talked to a couple other friends and family members about this before our show today they all thought he was dead <laughs> he popped up on my radar I want to say a couple of months ago on Twitter because he was out like, you know, just asking questions, quote unquote, about trans issues. Oh, mm-hmm. You know, it was very clear what he was doing because, you know, I've been all online for a very long time. I've seen this a million times before. And of course, he got what he wanted. He provoked a negative reaction from trans Twitter. Now word comes out that he is actually producing a television show about cancel culture now. And this is all so predictable, right? Like this is actually, this is the cancel culture grift economy. Like this guy hasn't done anything significant in years. And he goes online and he shit talks trans people and provokes a reaction. And now he gets a TV special about cancel culture. And it's called Cancel Me. The show is called (laughs) Cancel Me, right? Which is the thing that Oliver and I were parodying when we came up with the name of our podcast. It's like people go out, they do some outrageous shit, and they get called out on it. And then they go, I've been canceled. And that's what they were trying to do in the first place. Because it brings them attention, it brings them money, it brings them opportunities, it brings them platforms. And this is exactly what happened with John Cleese. So he basically, the day he went out there and started talking about trans people, he was basically going, cancel me, daddy. And that's what our show is. And he's literally done it. (laughs) He's literally done it. He has a show called Cancel Me. And he's going to interview all these people who have supposedly been canceled. I would bet my life savings, which admittedly is not a lot, that he is going to talk about trans people. It's been it's made in Britain. It's in British media. I can almost guarantee you that he's going to talk about his stint with trans people. Absolutely. 
I am so sick of these people. But this is the grift. This is exactly the grift. If you want to know what we mean when we say cancel culture grift economy, look up exactly what John Cleese did. Look, he says he wants to get to the bottom of all of this cancel culture stuff, but he hasn't invited us on. So I don't think he's going to get there. <laughs> I don't think he's going to get there. I think he's going to have some pretty bad takes. Yeah, they should have us on, to be honest. <laughs> I, I don't know what I would say if I actually got that invite. Like, oof. Uh-huh. oof. Well, I was invited on um, Good Morning Britain one time. No. Which, yeah, at the time was uh, co-hosted by... Um, Who's the big asshole? There are so many. You ha- you're going to have to be more specific. <laughs> Pierce Morgan? Is that a thing? Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So No. Wait, why? Yeah, I got invited on to an interview with Pierce Morgan and his co-host um, to talk about J.K. Rowling. <laughs> oh. And I was like, ah. And I like was trying to be polite because you don't want to burn bridges when you're in media, you know? And I was like, well, I can't be camera ready at three in the morning. It just doesn't work for me. (laughs) Oh, my God, Caitlin. Oh, my God. So it's not completely outside the realm of possibility that you or I would get plucked out for something like that. But yeah, it's just it's going to be the same old thing. It's going to be, oh, you can't say anything these days because everybody gets so offended. And it's like. We've heard this a million times before. I cannot believe that you're getting paid for a fucking television show for it. Another rich, out-of-touch, cis white dude talking about cancel culture. I wonder if he hadn't kicked up a fuss about trans people online, if any of this would have even happened. Like, who's going to this guy for, like, television specials about anything? I got nothing for you. I got nothing for you. Okay, so... I have been reading up on all of the nonsense happening with Jeopardy this morning. And oh my God, Caitlin. so much. Caitlin, what is happening? What is happening? Every, it's just such a mess. I've had trouble keeping up with it myself. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. So let's, let's do a quick recap for for people who have not been in the loop because it's just, it's so much to keep up Mm -hmm. with. So initially, they're going to have this guy named Ken Jennings, and he was... He's like their most famous champion. Yeah, he had like a big winning streak. He's like a fan favorite of the show. He's kind of famous. If you remember the the beanbag bullshit from earlier this year, which I can't believe that that was this year. That feels like so long ago. Everybody who's terminally online knows exactly what we're talking about. And everybody else is like, I have no idea. I'm going to go Google and you're going to be horrified. <laughs> yeah, it's so bad. It's it's basically, yeah, no, it's it's better if you don't know. But uh, he hosts a podcast with with the Bean Dad guy. Yeah. So not not in good company. So, so that's who he is. And he was initially going to be the new host. But he said all of these really horrible things on Twitter a little while ago. One of the worst ones was he was making fun of people who use wheelchairs. Mm. So he's clearly not fit to be the host of the show. And that's pretty that's pretty mm-hmm. bad. We just don't need that. We just don't need that bullshit. Yeah. But it doesn't end there. No. <laughs> no, that's like <laughs> that's like the tip of the iceberg. This gets real, real wild. So the executive producer 
of, of Jeopardy, who was going to continue to be the executive producer after all of this. But recently, I, I saw a news report a couple of days ago said that he's no longer going to be EP. So at least he's going. But he's this guy who was conducting the search for the new host of Jeopardy. This is Mike Richards. Yeah, but also competing for that position yeah. and like, like directing the other hosts. Yes. So like clearly like could stack the cards in his favor. Yeah. Which is wild. But he has a horrific past. He does. He's been sued for contributing to a hostile work environment for women at The Price is Right. You know, he said he should have fired a pregnant model. And then when her contract came up, it wasn't renewed shortly after. Which is wild, gross sex discrimination. You know, he he hosted this podcast. And in 2013, he said a bunch of sexist and racist things that we're not going to go into. But I read about them. They were bad. Um, and yeah, on top of all this, he was kind of like leading the process for for finding the new host and so was able to like, clearly he was like stacking things in his favor, which is like, not how you do a fair job process. Se- seems bad. Seems like he's making a bad work environment. Has a history of bad stuff. Shouldn't be the host. Yeah. And actually for the Mike Richards stuff, I encourage everybody to uh, check out an article by Claire McNear in The Ringer. And Claire mm-hmm. uh, did some really amazing journalism where she listened to every episode of this guy's podcast. No. Oh, my God. Brainworms. Yeah. And transcribed the worst parts. An amazing endeavor of journalism that as a journalist, I'm really impressed by. Right. Because like. Absolutely. Jeopardy is, um, you know, an institution, I want to say, on evening TV. I mean, I don't know anybody who hasn't watched Jeopardy before. I have. Maybe it's just my generation. I'm a little bit older, but like I used to watch it with my parents all the time. Like they need to be careful who who is the face of it. And Alex Trebek was like such a legend. Nobody's going to replace him like status wise, but like this guy just like manipulated the process to his own will. And it turns out he's like really gross. Like I just pulled the article up just now. And the first thing I see when I scroll to a random section, it goes um, on another 2014 episode, Richard said that one piece swimsuits made women look really frumpy and overweight yeah i'm i'm fine just canceling him like and that's just one example of like dozens um so yeah i encourage everybody to check out the article in the ringer to get like all the details on this but wait there's more (laughs) so they were looking at another host who might be hosting the specials it's unclear exactly what's what's going on with that but her name is Maya Bialik and she was on the Big Bang Theory mm-hmm. and has a, a new show about a cat cafe that's really bad oh, I'm, I'm the target audience for a show about a cat cafe and the show is oh, bad no. so don't <laughs> don't watch it and you know I'm just gonna go through like some of some of the highlights she promotes Nariva which is a supplement that you know she says and the company says improves brain health um and it's been called pseudoscience it hasn't really been tested on humans um and and so in some ways you know it's considered really predatory because these kinds of things will often be marketed to people who are really desperate Mm -hmm. for solutions Mm -hmm. you know she's been called an anti-vaxxer i delved into that and her ideas about vaccine 
results aren't great, but I wouldn't go so far as to say that she's an anti-vaxxer. She might like a vaccine skeptic. Like, she's very much in the realm of, I don't trust the medical industrial complex. Mm, okay. So she's into, like, naturopathy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. The criticisms calling her of an anti-vaxxer were based on a book where she was talking about her parenting and like her kids are vaccinated against some stuff, but didn't do all of the vaccine stuff and weren't on the same schedule as everyone else. As far as I could find, she hadn't said anything about like, you know, vaccines causing autism mm -hmm. or any of like that bullshit. And she was also like telling people to get the COVID vaccine. Okay. So she's got some like whack ideas about health and is spreading misinformation, mm -hmm. but she's not like the worst of the worst in terms of that, if that makes sense. That makes sense. Do you want to talk about the op-ed also? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, she had this pretty bad op-ed in the New York Times around the time of all the Harvey Weinstein stuff. And she was talking about how she doesn't get sexually harassed um, because she's not terribly pretty by conventional, you know, quote unquote, Hollywood standards and doesn't dress provocatively, which is gross. And, you know, implies that, like, folks who do are the cause of their own harassment. I did read it more closely, and I think it's a shitty take. I think the op-ed was bad, um, but she was trying to frame it in a way like, okay, this is bullshit and bad, but we live in this world and have to kind of, like, deal with the ways that, like, sexism presents. And one of the ways is, like, objectification and all of this. So it was pretty yikes, but kind of the one sentence of how yikes it is doesn't quite get the nuance of what she was trying to say, but also what she was trying to say was still not great. So my question to you is, um, do you think that her comments, taken in their totality, should be enough to cost her a job opportunity? Yes and no. I've been, like, thinking a lot about all of this i like i don't think that she should be saying this shit in the public mm -hmm. i think that like if she has these ideas she can keep them in her pocket to herself talk about them with her friends like i don't know why she's like out here like saying all of these bad takes publicly but i also like have been in this place thinking about how like anyone with celebrity and power is going to be kind of problematic. Mm -hmm. Like it's kind of inevitable by design in the way that our society works. Mm -hmm. And so on one hand, I want the job to go to someone who doesn't have all of these terrible yeah. ideas. And I also, I don't know, I'm like struggling with this one. On one hand, I think that someone else should have the job. And on the other hand, I'm like, well, does having like, she has some like pretty shit opinions and has done some bad mm -hmm. stuff, but like, She's not sexually harassing people. She's not an anti-vaxxer saying vaccines cause right, autism. Yeah. I think she sucks. But like, <laughs> does she suck so much this opportunity should be taken away? And like, I don't feel like I, I know the answer to that. I, th I think that we can at least draw a distinction between like a Mike Richards and a Mayim Bialik. Because to me, like Mike Richards is a ticking time bomb and an actual like liability... <laughs> risk for everybody involved in Jeopardy, right? Because there were these comments and he's been sued before for really shitty things. And does the show survive if the next host after Alex Trebek gets sued for sexual harassment? Probably not. Bialik's 
sort of history is more shades of gray. This might be controversial, but I don't necessarily think that her views on their own make for disqualification from hosting Jeopardy. But I also think there are other candidates who might be better suited for the show. When you when you look at it, like I know that everybody loves LeVar Burton and wants to see him like become the host. And, you know, TMZ reported that he was never seriously considered or asked about hosting, even though he did do some guest hosting spots. I don't have any trust in their selection process, right? Well, but it was it was run and done. It was rigged from the beginning. Yeah. 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 It was done by Mike Richards. Like I think they need to just start I, over. Honestly, honestly. I think they should start over. <laughs> With him not running it. <laughs> um I mean, so you're always you're almost always gonna find like quote unquote bad tweets in somebody's closet. I have bad tweets that I've, you know, deleted. I mean, nothing that is like the end of the world. So and we talked about this um, when we talked about the the Teen Vogue situation a while back. Like, where do we draw that line? And that's one of the things that I want to explore on our show is where is this line exactly for, you know, what and who crosses the line when it comes to um, positions of public trust and having positions of power? And certainly hosting Jeopardy, I think, fits both of those bills. Um, and... You know, it's. I think it's a sometimes a difficult question. I'd actually love to hear from our audience about this. Um, and if you have thoughts on it, like tweet us or, um, you know, leave a comment in our Discord if you're a Patreon subscriber, um, and and let us know because like this is one of the things that I sort of want to work through through the medium of our show cancel me daddy not to be confused with the british knockoff cancel me <laughs> the british knockoff <laughs> oh caitlin one thing that i am always like delighted by is how hilarious you are and it's not it's not just for the show. When I when I went to see you, you were just you were just hilarious and, and it always catches me off guard. Like I know you're funny, but it surprises me again every time how hilarious you are. So I just I just want to give you a little love for that because you are a delight. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I think I needed that. So Caitlin. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for some out-of-context cancellations? I've been waiting for this for literally weeks. Yes. (laughs) So we had a lot of requests to cancel, like, so many things related to the pandemic. Like, almost all of the requests were were pandemic-related. And here's the thing. I think we should just cancel the pandemic. I think we should just get rid of it. Like the pandemic itself. <laughs> the pandemic, it's we're no more Corona, no more COVID. Um, I think, unfortunately, I have a very unpopular opinion about this. I think we're going to be dealing with COVID for the rest of our lives. Um, so the cancel daddy wants to to cancel <laughs> that possibility. <laughs> I think we had a chance to contain it and get a vaccine before the variants came and i think the variants came and now we're still behind and i don't think we're gonna catch up so i worry that 
we're going to hit epidemic levels and we're just going to have a yearly COVID shot like we do the flu where they try to inoculate you against what they think is going to be the worst strain. Well, I'm glad we started out with this one because it is grim and I don't like to end on this grim of a note. I hope I don't get canceled for that. <laughs> you're, you're treading on thin ice, Caitlin. Thin ice. The cancel daddy's got, got their eye on you. Oh, dear. <laughs> Let's see. Someone asked to cancel entertainment and earth shattering news um, coming from the same content aggregation sites uh, because they'll go look at puppies and cute things. And then they will come to like, you know, horrible, horrible earth shattering news. And I'm going to say, like, I hear this person. I understand why that's not ideal. The, the media industry is a mess. And I don't, I don't think we have enough uh, money and capital to kind of make these these entities separate, these new sites separate. I think that um, our, the business models are already falling apart, and this would um, hasten the plummet of them. But also, the news aggregation sites kind of suck and are a lot of clickbaity. So I don't know, Caitlin. I don't know. You tell me how to feel yeah. about this one. I don't know. I mean, I've never done straight up aggregation i did something close to it for vox um mm -hmm. a little bit where i took the news of the day and we put our own vox spin on it um but it wasn't straight up aggregation necessarily and it was really weird like from the writer side doing that because um you know i'd write first thing about like donald trump's impeachment and then the second thing would be like, I'd do a write up on like Saturday Night Live's Cold Open, mm -hmm. um, which is a thing that we used to do on Sundays when I was a weekend writer there. And it's really like jarring to just whiplash back and forth between really fucked up stories and like entertainment stuff. So I can see where they're coming from, but unfortunately, I don't. I don't know if there's anything that we could do on this show about it. Well, I, I, I don't think the cancel daddy really cancels anything. So <laughs> I think we're just being stubborn right now. I would love for you to have more control over the media that, that you're accessing and not being exposed to, you know, I think we need to be informed about the big bad shit, but constantly like plummeted with it when we're trying to look at cute puppies. I would like you to not have to, grapple with that so we can we can cancel that <laughs> um and then oh this one's so cringy um people asking who is the man and who is the woman in queer relationships just like I i'm sorry are we are we still in like 2009 <laughs> like people are still doing that like jesus christ stop if you have two bi-gender people dating each other though they can just respond with both <laughs> i love that i love that yeah i think we should just come up with lots of like confusing answers to that question that will just perplex the cishats even more that's that is uh and that caitlin is a great way to respond to that i'm i'm here for it the last item of cancellation is the 19 day work week Apparently, one of our listeners had to work 19 days straight. Oh, my God. And is mm -hmm, and exhausted. So I think we should blast that one into oblivion. Um, and I am 
so sorry that you've had to work 19 days straight because that sucks and you shouldn't have to. Yeah, totally. That's awful. That's going to be all for this week's Out of Context Cancellations. But if you want us to cancel something for you, you can become a patron on our Patreon and join our Discord server, which is $5 a month. And your support helps us become a weekly show, which is our sort of end goal with all of this. Uh, you can join and learn about other perks at patreon.com slash cancelmedaddy. Today's show was made by me, Oliver Ash Klein, and Caitlin Burns, my incredible co-host. She really carries the show. I don't know about that. Daniel Peter Schmidt made our theme song and Eden MW designed our graphics. Our show is made possible by the incredible cancelers supporting our work, especially the members of our Cancellor Hall of Fame with the great power to cancel all of their enemies, Meg and Alice. We appreciate your support. Happy canceling.